Section number 35 of The Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Golden Gems of Life by Emery Adams Allen and S. C. Ferguson. Section 35. Frugality. Frugality may be termed the daughter of prudence, the sister of temperance, and the parent of liberty and ease. It is synonymous with economy, and is a sound understanding brought into action. It is calculation realized. It is the doctrine of proportion adduced to practice. It is foreseeing contingencies and providing against them. Its other and less reputable sisters are avarice and prodigality. She alone keeps the straight and safe path, while avarice sneers at her as profuse, and prodigality scorns at her as penurious to the poor she is indispensable to those of moderate means she is found representative of wisdom joined to industry and sobriety she is a better outfit to business than a dowry she conducts her votaries to competence and honor while profuseness is a cruel and crafty demon that gradually involves her followers in dependence and debt. Frugality shineth in her best light when joined to liberality. The first consists in leaving off superfluous expense. The last is bestowing them to the benefit of those that need. The first without the last begets covetousness. The last without the first begets prodigality there is ever a golden mean between frugality and stinginess or closeness he that spareth in everything is an excusable niggard he that spareth in nothing is an inexcusable madman the golden mean of frugality is to spare in what is least necessary and to lay out more liberally in what is most required in our several circumstances. It is no man's duty to deny himself every amusement, every recreation, every comfort, that he may get rich. It is no man's duty to make an iceberg of himself, and to deny himself the enjoyment that results from his generous actions merely that he may hoard wealth for his heirs to quarrel about. But there is an economy which is especially commendable in the man who struggles with poverty, and is every man's duty, an economy which is consistent with happiness, and which must be practiced if the poor man would secure independence. When one is blessed with good sense and fair opportunities, this spirit of economy is one of the most beneficial of all secular gifts. 
and takes high rank among the minor virtues it is by this mysterious power that the loaf is multiplied that using does not waste that little becomes much that scattered fragments grow to unity and that out of nothing or next to nothing comes the miracle of something frugality is not merely saving still less parsimony it is foresight and combination it is insight and arrangement it is a subtle philosophy of things by which new uses new compositions are discovered it causes inert things to labor useless things to serve our necessities perishing things to renew their vigor and all things to exert themselves for human comfort as the acquisition of knowledge depends more upon what a man remembers than upon the quantity of his reading so the acquisition of property depends more upon what is saved than upon what is earned the largest reservoir though fed by abundant and living springs will fail to supply their owners with water if secret leaking places are permitted to drain off their contents in like manner though by his skill and energy a man may convert his business into a flowing pactolus ever depositing its golden sands in his coffers yet through the numerous wants of unfrugal habits he may live embarrassed and die poor economy is the guardian of property the good genius whose presence guides the footsteps of every prosperous and successful man either a man must be content with poverty all of his life or else be willing to deny himself some luxuries and save to lay the base of independence in the future but if a man defies the future and spends all that he earns whether it be much or little let him look for lean and hungry want at some future time for it will surely come no matter what he thinks to economize and be frugal is absolutely the only way to get a solid fortune there is no other certain mode on earth those who shut their eyes and ears to those plain facts will be forever poor fortune does not give way her real and substantial goods she sells them to the highest bidder to the hardest wisest worker for the boon men never make so fatal a mistake as when they think they are mere creatures of fate it is the sheerest folly in the world every man may make or mar his life whichever he may choose fortune is for those who by diligence honesty and frugality place themselves in a position to grasp hold of fortune when it appears in view simple industry and thrift will go far towards making any person of ordinary working faculties comparatively independent in his means almost any working man may be so 
provided he will carefully husband his resources and watch the little outlets of useless expenditures a penny is a very small matter yet the comfort of thousands of families depends upon the proper saving and spending of pennies if a man allows the little pennies the results of his hard work to slip out of his fingers he will find that his life is little raised above one of mere animal drudgery one way in which true economy is shown consists in living within one's income this is the grand element of success in inquiring property to carry it out requires resolution self-denial self-reliance but it must be done or grinding poverty will accompany you through life we urge upon all young men who are just starting in life to make it an invariable rule to lay aside a certain proportion of their income whatever that income may be extravagant expenditures occasion a large part of the suffering of a great majority of people and extravagance is wholly a relative term what is not at all extravagant for one person may be very much so for another expenditures no matter how small in themselves they may be are always extravagant when they come fully up to the entire amount of a person's income on every hand we see people living on credit putting off payday to the last making in the end some desperate effort generally by borrowing to scrape the money together and then struggling on again with the canker of care eating at their hearts but their exertions are vain they land at last in the inevitable goal of bankruptcy if they would only be content to make the push in the beginning instead of the end they would save themselves all this misery the great secret of being solvent and well-to-do and comfortable is to get ahead of your expenses eat and drink this month what you earned last month not what you are going to earn next month it is unsafe to draw drafts on the future for hope is deceitful and your paper is liable to go to protest when one is once weighed down with a load of debt he loses the sense of being free and independent the man with his fine house his glittering carriage and his rich banquets for which he is in debt is a slave a prisoner dragging his chains behind him through all the grandeur of the false world through which he moves in urging a course of strict economy we admit that it is hard embarrassing perplexing onerous but it is by no means impractical a cool survey of one's expenditures compared with his income a wise balancing of ends to be gained a firm and calm determination to break with custom wherever it is opposed to good sense and a patience that does not chafe at small and gradual results 
will do much towards establishing the principle of economy and securing its benefits economy has however deeper roots than even this in the desires it is there after all that we control our expenditures as a general rule we may be sure that we shall spend our money for what we most earnestly crave if it be luxury and display then it will melt into costly viands and soft clothing handsome dwellings and rich furniture if on the other hand our desires are for higher enjoyments or for benevolent purposes our money will flow into these channels every one then who cherishes in himself or excites in others a desire more pure and noble than existed before who draws the heart from the craving of sense to those of soul from self to others from what is low sensual and wrong to what is pure elevating and right in so far establishes on the firmness of all foundations a wise economy a true economy appears to induce the exertion of almost every laudable emotion a strict regard to honesty a laudable spirit of independence a judicious presence in providing for the wants and a steady benevolence in preparing for the claims of the future such an economy can but appeal to the good sense of all who candidly ponder over life and its realities to spend all that you acquire as soon as you gain it is to lead a butterfly existence were you always to be young and free from sickness and care and life were to pass as one perpetual summer it would do no harm to so live but care will come sickness may strike you at any time and if you escape these yet you know life has its autumnal and winter seasons as well as its summer and alas for the veteran who finds himself obliged to learn in his latter years the lessons of strict economy for the first time having lived in utter defiance of them in the season of youth and strength end of section thirty five recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c